0: welcome back to shut up already i haven't done this in a while uh it's been a couple months i did record a bunch of stuff but i didn't like any of it and i was always getting interrupted so i never posted it in fact a couple weeks ago i recorded an entire episode about my experience with therapy but then i hated it because i could see that there was no like point it was just me talking and not shutting up so i decided i just would keep that in the file that exists on my laptop for the podcast and not post it but i'm back and i don't know why i'm back a couple things i was watching this uh one of the creators that i follow i was watching his video and he was just talking in that and then i was just like oh my god i miss talking And like not caring about what i say (laughs) and then also a couple days ago a friend on instagram like messaged me and was like oh my god i I, like i finally got to listening to your podcast and like i was like oh crap that still exists and she was talking about stuff that i had said and i was like did i even say that and then i was like okay it's it's gotten i have put this off for way too long so i thought i would come over here and start again a couple of details that are important, I suppose. I turned 16, so that can't be a part of my intro anymore. The whole annoying 30-second waste-of-time segment where I would complain about being 15 and wanting to be 16. I can't do that anymore, but I can complain about wanting to be 17. But as Miss Olivia Rodrigo said, that isn't great either. So, I mean, I don't know anymore. But yeah, I'm back. How many times have I said, but yet? Count this could be... a game. I have a couple things I want to talk about, but then I also don't. I've had a rough couple of weeks. I'm not going to mention why. (laughs) I do not want to have a a couple other more rough weeks for mentioning why, but it's okay. All in humor, I hope. But yeah, a rough couple weeks, and I haven't been able to cope with it, because... I realize how dependent I am on certain things. You know, I'm dependent on my therapist a lot. I love her and I'm very, very dependent on her, which is okay. Therapy is a good, healthy thing to be dependent on. But sometimes when you don't have access to it, especially like during the holiday season, because at the end of the day, your therapists are also human. They're not robots that can listen to you 24-7. And so my therapist was on holiday and I couldn't really meet her. And then I... I don't know if I rely on my medicines, but I had to go off of them because I wasn't able to get my next prescription, which is also another story that is just, it just, yeah. So I realized I'm dependent on a lot of things. Like I realized I'm dependent on therapy. I realized I'm dependent on a couple of friends. And the moment I'm not able to talk to those friends, I get so panicky and finicky. I realized a lot of things during this past one month and some good realizations some bad ones but that's just what life is I guess. I got back into reading and I want to talk about this. I have been reading conversations with friends by uh, the genius Sally Rooney. I watch Normal People and to anyone that hasn't watched Normal People please do. It is a beautiful show and it's about normal people and that's what I like about it is that it's so utterly human and so unapologetically human. Did I pronounce that right? I, I lost my tongue in the middle of that but I could, I've could. been wondering Normal People and I wanted to buy the book for myself. And I had five hundred bucks saved up for it that I wasn't spending. I ended up spending it yesterday when I went out for something else. So I but I couldn't find all people. But I found conversations with friends at the bookstore that was close to my house. And I read that and I've been reading that all day and I've been absolutely in awe of it. I mean underlining every sentence and I feel so close to some of the characters and then I feel so cathartic as I read it. It's got me thinking a lot, and I love things that get me thinking. So it's been a great experience up until now. I, but yeah, I mentioned doing a recording of how I felt with therapy, and I thought I would go back into that for a bit in this one. A lot of people to me have expressed so much confusion as to what it is you know it's like okay wait what's the difference between a psychiatrist what's the difference between a psychologist what is the difference between a therapist and a psychologist and I have zero degrees or I have zero like um accolades that allows me to say anything that is you know um that's gonna help you so with me I can tell you on my experience what it is and I can I don't know, I guess like listening to someone else talk about it does help. Like it's helped me every time I've listened to people or watch things that like I have a sort of relatability factor to. It makes me feel so much closer to a solution or it makes me feel so much closer to what I'm facing. And I feel like I'm not it's it's not otherworldly anymore. It's suddenly like I've crossed that bridge and I'm in the same space and I'm aware. And it's not out of reach. Like, I've always talked about how when you're ignorant about something, it seems closer to reach. But when you know about something, you aren't able to understand it. It's so far off. Like, you don't know how to reach out to it. But I I do therapy, and I'm also on medications, which are prescribed medications. So I have a psychiatrist, which is solely for my medications, and I have a therapist who is a psychologist, and yeah I really like it it's something like I said I rely on it a lot and it's a very beautiful phenomenon you're able to really like that space for that one hour 40 minutes 30 minutes however long you're doing that space becomes yours it's your space without judgment the I find it hard because I judge myself like I always say that I'm my greatest bully and sometimes I'm my only bully and you know I have so much support around me but I tend to bully myself so much. And so at the beginning, I struggled with accepting that space because the person in front of me wasn't judging me, but I was judging everything I was saying. And so it got hard for me to accept my space, but now I have. And yes, and a lot of people also think that therapy is for people that are troubled or for people that are upset. It's really not. I think I'm a firm believer of the fact that every human being needs to go to therapy but sadly, it's not accessible. It's We live in a world where there's still, even if it is accessible to you money-wise, it's not accessible to you opinion-wise. You know, you have like family members saying, oh my God, no. It's very funny because some people that I've met that I know are so well-educated, well-educated in courts, because are you really educated about the world if you have a couple of degrees in, in your file at the back of the cupboard? but that that aren't ready to, you know, even acknowledge the idea of therapy, the idea of mental health. But yeah, it's not accessible to so many and that's so sad. And I got lucky. I always say that. I got really lucky having two parents that are very understanding of it and have experiences with it of their own and are open to it and are giving me the avenues for help. But yeah, which is why a lot of people always like, judge me for it as well. It's like, oh, you're so lucky, which I have, which I absolutely hate. This is something that I wrote about the other day where I was talk- like, I have the parents that most people would call the cool parents, Or I have the parents that are mostly chill about things. And so several of my fans are always talking about, oh my God, like, why do you have to worry? You're such amazing parents. So they make assumptions about what it's like for me at home. And, and I'm just like, you don't know. Right, you're, you're seeing what I allow you to see you're seeing the good things that I talk about because nobody's going to put out the bad things about your life about their life nobody has time to record things or like retell stories that are hurting them a lot of times they don't like to tell stories that are hurting them I find it more comfortable but I also refrain from familial arguments and things like that because I find like that's I'm not just being vulnerable for myself, I'm being vulnerable for everyone else, which I'm not allowed to be, With if that somebody has trusted me to keep something. I mean, yeah, talking about it would be great, but still, you, you refrain from usually talking about your family and your familial issues because you're so afraid about what people will say about that. You know, like what they say about you is slightly under your control because you're saying your side of the story. Not everyone. But people always assume things about my life because of my parents being who they are, which is amazing, beautiful souls. But I've always hated that. That's something that I don't like is don't make an assumption about me. (laughs) And yeah, I have certain good things, but I also have certain bad things, which which goes for everyone, I think. Because this you know, in your life I think there's no hundred percent Good stuff. It's there's probably like thirty percent of like good stuff, fifty percent of fuck all stuff, and the rest twenty percent is just in the middle. It's just being lost and being numb or being, I don't know, just not being able to feel and figuring your shit out. Something I've recently been struggling with is the idea of love, and it's something that I refrain from thinking about a lot or thinking out loud about it. It's something I hide um, about myself is my longing for it. I We had this project in my mass media class, a group project where we had to f- like a film analysis and our group, we chose Little Women, the the newer version, the one with Saoirse Ronan and Timothée Chalamet. And I kept looking back to that dialogue where she's talking about being a woman and how she wants love, but she doesn't want to love because she doesn't want to give into the idea of how women are made to just love, you know? And it's something that I struggle with every day is, no, I I want to be the independent one. I want to be the one that does not like love. I want to be the one that doesn't long for, complain about boys or girls or like anyone I, and I obsessed with that for so long that right now every time I like think about love even as a prospect for the future me I'm like no you're not allowed to and I start hating myself and judging myself and recently I've been more accepting of it but there's still like that tiny part of me at the end that's like oh fuck crap why are you thinking about this I remember the other day I was singing this song in the shower and um i wouldn't give away the song but i was singing, and this song is really important to me i i was singing that song and it's important to me and i've always sung it for years but i had also like it was in like there was a situation that it was a part of a situation that i didn't want to keep thinking about because of this paradox that I had in my head about love and also other things and I started singing it and I stopped in the middle and I'm like oh fucking hell I want to stop thinking about you and I want to stop thinking about it's so like I screamed in the middle of my show I was like can you stop thinking about this and I started hitting my head on the wall and it was so comical but it was also just so sad there was this one thing that I read that someone once said about how sometimes there are situations where you you can either cry or you can either laugh, and most people pick laughing because they're either too sick of crying or they're too like or they're judging themselves too much to like cry. And I, I'm i always using that in every other situation where I'll be like, I'll make like a really dark joke about something that is hurting me. And my friends will be there and they'll be like, what the hell? Like, it's a really funny one, but I don't know if I should laugh. And I'm like, you can laugh. And they're like, but that's not. And I'm like, see, I can either cry about it or I can laugh about it. I'm just going to laugh about it which seems like the more positive approach to it but I don't know anymore because then later I'm like it's just sad that I'm not even letting myself feel but yeah love fucking sucks and I don't understand it and I've never been able to understand it and I sadly I don't let myself feel it but at the same time when I don't let myself feel it I'm longing for it in a way that completely is toxic for me like it's so toxic for me to the point where it hurts. Like I lie awake in bed just crying about how I'm not letting myself feel this in any way. I was also thinking about the first time somebody told me that they loved me and how I was so it was horrible. I, I hit my head and didn't say anything. I just hit my head in front of this person and I still feel so bad about it. Like today I was like, I wish I could apologize to you. I wish I could say something to you and say, I'm so grateful you told me you loved me because it's what I've always looked for in some sort of twisted way. But I didn't. I hit my head. <laughs> and that's so rude. And I don't know what to say about it. But I find poetry, I stop calling them poetry. I find writing's always help me in that, as I can write about something. And I don't judge myself a lot. But I do still, like I remember I wrote this really cringy one about um like a situation that I wanted or that I had a vision of in my head uh and I wrote it and I posted it so I explained this to like somebody the other day where I write and I post it or I send it to someone to read and it's like setting this bird out of its gauge because when it's with me, it just keeps going, circling around in my head. And I just keep thinking about it again and again and again. And I'm like, what do I do with this? So it keeps bothering me. So when I post it out there for somebody else to read it, it becomes, it, it's not mine anymore. You know, it's, it's, it's out of the horizon. It's out in, in the horizon. My grammar is shit. I'm so sorry. I haven't done this in so long. I, I feel so nervous and anxious. I don't know if that's obvious from the way I'm talking. It's all breathy and, and I'm talking fast and I'm, like, shaking my leg constantly. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, so I posted it. And then the next day I read it and I was like, fuck all Amokha, what is wrong with you? Like, ew. Like, I started, like, judging myself and thinking, which... Bollywood movie did you watch that made you think this? Well, I feel like I shit on Bollywood way too much. I really don't. I just feel like it's that stereotype that I like making jokes about, which isn't a good thing. Well, it's not a stereotype. I mean, to be fair, they've really added to it more. Anyways, (laughs) but I was really judging myself. And I wrote something else about it. And I was like, okay, no more judging yourself. And I did the same thing again. But yeah, love is something that I've, like yesterday... Someone told me, really honestly, that you keep saying no to it, but you long for it. And I was like, I do. But let's hope that that sticks with me. Let's hope that I don't constantly judge myself about it. I, yeah, to end on that uh, topic, I want to read something out from conversations with a friend that I literally just read today and I marked and I read to my best friend a couple minutes a a couple one one or two hours ago like she called me and she was talking to me and i started with like oh my god i'm reading this book and then i was like yes so can i read this out to you but this uh this is from sally rooney conversations with a friend and i want to end the entire love topic here with this well it's not the same thing but still it kind of is was I kind to others? It was hard to kneel down and answer. I worried that if I did turn out to have a personality, it would be one of the unkind ones. Did I only worry about this question? Because as a woman I felt required to put the needs of others before my own. Was kindness just another term for submission in the face of conflict? These were the questions I th- these are the kind of things I wrote about in my diary as a teenager. As a feminist, I have the right not to love anyone. I I don't know why it stood out to me. It just did. But this is another thing. I'm, I I love reading things out to people. I don't know if I got it from my mom or my dad. And my I don't know who I got it from. Or maybe it's my own trait that I double up over the years. I love reading things to people, and I love. Begging people to watch things that I've watched so that I can talk about it with them, and people that do end up watching them, I'm so thankful for. Cause like, then we have the most beautiful conversations, and I'm like, oh my god, you actually watched it! Like, I've had so many friends that I keep begging to watch, and they still don't watch it. Like, I'm pretty sure they still haven't watched it. But I absolutely love reading to people, and I get flustered while I'm reading because I want to be like this perfect reader. And I I'm fairly okay at public speaking, but I'm also extremely informal and I mess up my words sometimes, especially when I'm nervous, which is normal. But I judge myself again. I'm my biggest bully. (laughs) But yeah, that was the excerpt. One of the excerpts that just like stood out to me. I don't know why. It was just extremely extremely beautiful. I just stopped recording for like 10 seconds and just kept taking deep breaths. I don't know why I'm so nervous, uh, but I am. So there's no continuation of this stuff, please. Excuse me. I feel like I've given up on this being like this perfect thing. I mean, like each and every one is just being just me blabbering about things that probably people don't even want to listen to. But I don't care. I want to talk about them. And I'm just going to use the space to put it out there. So the less people that hear it, the lesser the people that are listening to it, uh, the better for me because then I feel less conscious. I don't know how to speak today. Anyways, um, I think I wanted to talk about pain and death as well. Uh, I, I don't know, like, I remember like sitting down and thinking, hey, what should I title this? And I was like, i was like oh let's do a play on like the live love laugh thing and i was like live do i really um love oh god no laugh maybe not so much like in a bracket or parenthesis or whatever you want to call it but yeah living uh a lot of people always say like you can't live unless you truly love yourself and like there's so many sayings Mm -hmm. about living and as somebody that who has idealized or romanticized the idea of death i do not know what to say that is that is particularly positive about living but i i don't know i think i've started liking to live more recently i I have realized that for me to want to live, I need to surround myself with people that I love. I need to surround myself with self-love. And I need to do things that I absolutely love. And it helps. It really does. I think when you stop caring, when you don't care enough to just love yourself. Like, I was explaining one of my relationships with a friend to another friend. And I was saying... X, Y, Z, and I don't care about enough, don't care enough about each other to just love each other. And I was trying to explain it further where I was like when you don't care anymore, you're just able to wholeheartedly do something without caring because you know a lot of people like it's it's the same thing as that saying where stop caring about what other people think. But when you don't care about anything anymore, you're just able to be in the moment. It's like, I don't care about the weather today. I don't care about what I say. I don't care about what this person's saying. I don't care about the fact that it is raining and my hair is going to get wet. I do care about that a little. I don't care about the fact that I lost my first ever nose ring that I bought for myself yesterday. We don't talk about that. But like when you don't care enough, you're just able to do something wholeheartedly. It's like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep walking. And that's interesting to me is but the thing the real challenge of it all is how the hell do i stop caring because it's so confusing because your entire life you're taught to always care right is you should care about people you should um be kind to people obviously be kind to people please stop being mean to people but you're always taught to always care you know you grow up and it's like hey don't say this to that person or please be quiet or like, please dress this way. Or, you know, like care about what society thinks. or care about what that person will think or do not speak out of place because you're young. And like, so if I'm taught my entire life to care about what other people think and about other materialistic outwardly things, How am I supposed to unlearn all of that so easily and stop caring about what people think? It's so hard. And that's the most annoying part of it because you grow up learning something. And then when you've grown older, you have to unlearn everything and learn again, which is also one of the most beautiful things about life. But like, why not just teach me from the beginning? Why not make your life and my life easier and just teach me the right thing from the beginning? But then you ask the question: like, What is right and what is wrong, and what isn't right and what isn't wrong? It's it's all so fucking conflicting. I I don't know how many times I swore, but my parents are just like you guys are like, why are you swearing so much? So I don't know why, but in my house, like I never had to hide when I swear. I can openly swear but because of that i like overuse the uh generosity <laughs> or the exhaustion of my parents and i just swear all the time and it's been it's become so apparent in my vocabulary that i can't go 10 sentences at a maximum or more more yeah more but i i, I swear often which i don't like and now i don't like it because everyone's like no (laughs) well everyone being my dad always makes a joke where he's like clean your mouth with um, phenyl and gum the the cleaning agent thing I don't know what it's called phenyl only yeah I know what it's called but like I don't know how to pronounce it yeah I do not know Uh, something I was thinking about today was the Or something I think about often is the act of turning your pain, your frustration, or anything that you're feeling into art or putting it something putting it into something that you're passionate about. I'm gonna give you an example which is kinda grotesque, but I remember a couple months ago I had self-harmed again and I had all of this blood on a tissue, and I was just looking at this one tissue, and I was thinking, I hate that I'm doing this to myself, and I hate that it's so painful, and I hate that it's just this negative aspect of my life or my day that consumes me to the point where I am just filled with more hate and more pain, and I wish I could do the this, do something with this, and I. I also have this weird uh, craving to save sad things so I wanted to like know that I had this tissue of blood but I because it felt it was like no like I can grow up and I can look at that and I can think oh my god hopefully I, I would have gotten better and I can think oh my god like look where I am and I, I, I mean, saving the tissue just seemed way too horrible. So I took out uh, one of my bullet journals and I ended up dabbing the tissue everywhere and I let it just dry. And I drew over it and I made like flowers and I made a girl and I made like books and I don't know, just like a bunch of doodles on top of it. And I remember looking at it and thinking, gosh, like I made it into art. <laughs> it that's That's my blood. <laughs> and the pit smells irony and it's not the best thing to do but it still gave me it made me smile in that moment of torture literally and so yeah that's something and even like I've recorded myself crying several times and I don't know what I'll do with it but hey maybe like sometime when I'm making something it might come to use but the train i feel like the train is my constant guest on this show or this podcast it's there every episode and i hate it and the thing that's part of every episode is me complaining about the train and nobody can even hear the train except me but i absolutely hate it please go away i'm pretty like it's part of it's my running joke with everyone. Everyone who knows me knows I hate the trade here because I absolutely can never talk. It's gone away now. Yes, but I realized that I, it's something I do every day is I will cry about something and then I will write something and then it will be mediocrily. I'm making that a word, Mediocrily great, Mediocrily good. It'll be good, basically. It won't be great. It w- I, I don't know. It just depends on perception to me. I'm just going to say good so that I always have room to improve. But it'll be good. So I'm turning my pain essentially into writing or poetry or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what I call it myself. So it's really just up to people's consensus after reading it. But yeah, I do that every day. And I found that so amazing. I was like, oh my God, okay, you're turning this into something positive, And that's actually a really nice thing to do. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, You can tell that I thought of this in a moment of self-love or when I was appreciating myself. But I think I've started finally giving myself enough credit. Like, I've started realizing that, hey, you don't need to push yourself down for being good at something. I've started taking compliments better. Before, I used to always do this thing, but every time I got a compliment, I would just say no. not good enough and it wouldn't be for attention and it wouldn't be for people to throw me more compliments it would just be because I didn't think that about myself but more recently I finally started thinking that about myself and you know like the other day I was reading everything that I wrote and I was thinking you thought that you said that you wrote that and and it sounds so nice and if I read it if somebody else wrote it and I read it I know I would comment or I would call them up or I would text them and I would say hey that is a beautiful thought to have. So I was just like, why can't you see that for yourself? Why can't you appreciate yourself? But I want to end this on a poem that I wrote in therapy about self-love. Because that's something that I want. I, I think that's what I want the takeaway to be from this is self-love as or, or self-acceptance or self or trying to self-love i don't know whatever you want to call it it doesn't even have to have a proper name just appreciate yourself maybe i might not i might i don't know but i i did do it yesterday so if i don't do it today please give me a break for not doing it today it's hard sometimes but i'm gonna i'm gonna read something that i was made to write for myself and hopefully it helps i don't know i i I don't even think it is good. (laughs) No putting down myself. It's, it's, I tried and I wrote this in 20 seconds at max. I always remember how much time I took because that makes me, I don't know, it's like some sort of race with myself, but hopefully it helps. I don't know. Look away from the blackened faces and love the version of yourself you live within rather than the one that someone else believed. Maybe one day it'll stop hurting, but for now, let the pain lull, lull to sleep. And that's the end. I should shut up already. And I will go and lull to sleep now. Well, not really, I sleep at 1am and right now it's 10 30 pm But yeah, I hope this was good. I, I hope I can be more regular with this. I'm sorry if I'm not regular. And I, I've gotten a couple messages of people saying, I really like what you're saying. And I just want everyone outside to know, if you're listening, I'm really, really, really grateful. I can't tell you how grateful I am. It makes me so happy. But thank you. I love everyone. And yeah, bye.